who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Lean. Hello and welcome to Everyone is Terrible. I'm your host, Hollywood Lean. It's the last month of the year, a truly terrible year. California is shut down. We're required to stay at home. But if you want to go to the gym, you can. Tonight, you guys, it's all about family, a reunion. My co-host tonight, my girl, OK Drew J, Drew Jones. Hey, boo-boo. Hey, baby. Glad to be back. Good I'm to see so you. I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so excited to say this, the party people tonight, Erica Edwards. What's up, party people? Hey, hey. <laughs> I've missed that. Me too. I have literally missed that so much. (laughs) I've missed you guys for real, for real. So I've gained 85 pounds, but they're all weed calories, so they don't count. (laughs) Oh my God, girl. I've gained so much weight, but I cannot do the edibles. I had a panic attack two weeks ago from doing the edibles, and I'm I'm over here doing breathing exercises at three o'clock in the morning. It was bad. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't like things that taste good that are supposed to fuck you up because I'm going to keep eating it. <laughs> Pass me the blunt, Snoop. And speaking of Snoop, you guys, we're, we're going to be talking about so many things. I do want to kick off, you know, the queen of Christmas. It's Christmas time. It's December. We've made it to December. And Mariah Carey has her own Christmas special on Apple TV did you guys peep this? Because she let Ariana and J-Hud be the backup singers. It was really generous of her. She's doing charity work again. I thought that was a really big step for her. So I think we need to give her some credit because she let people who are equally as talented as her step on the same stage. And that is gross. It is. She didn't even know Ariana like six months ago. You know what I mean? Exactly. Literally. <laughs> yes. I don't know who she is. So it's a good thing that she's letting the little people also perform. So that's beautiful. It was terribly delicious, as I like to call it. It's in the terribly delicious category. Very digital, very airbrushed, very, very Mariah. She didn't look at the camera one time. She never actually said Merry Christmas to the camera. It was just all about the song and looking beautiful with the matching eyeshadow. There's going to be lots of things we're going to get into. Let's talk about my first official nomination for Most Terrible. And that's Selena the Netflix series. You know, it's a slow burn. It's very much a series. I didn't completely hate it. There was a lot of positives to it because they, they showed lots of stories that the movie didn't actually show. Lots of different Ooh. angles. But if I'm going to actually talk about what's terrible about it, it's actually the girl that plays Selena. Everybody else is actually pretty decent. She is a terrible dancer. She's a terrible lip synker. My biggest problem with it is that she tries to sound like JLo the entire time. Like, girl, you should have watched a bunch of home videos of Selena instead of watching the movie 50 times. Like, she sounds exactly like jennifer lopez she doesn't sound like selena to me she wasn't the best dancer but and neither was selena like i felt i always felt like j-lo made selena too good of a dancer in the movie because like i'm from the south and i'm brown so they when you grow up you're obsessed with selena so i, I feel like watched, that bitch could twirl her ass off are you sure no, no, no she could she could keep a beat but she was definitely not like an eight count type of girl like j-lo made her the seam in the selena movies i thought that this girl's like dance like stage presence was a little bit in my opinion closer to selena than 
J-Lo's performance. My issue with it was this girl's a white passing Latina. She's a twig and that's no disrespect towards her but that wasn't like selena was had indigenous features she was thick looking at selena and going oh i can like kind of see myself in her and so it was just kind of a bummer that netflix does what it always does and it whitewashes everybody but i liked i like like you said i like the stories because it was stuff we didn't get and i like that the family was attached to this project because it's like you know it's how they want us to see her and what they want us to know about her. And I thought, I think that's like a cool perspective to have on it. Interesting. I did see this interview with the uh, Selena sister and she mentioned the whole issue about the actress not really resembling Selena and that J-Lo had the same issue because, and also she was Puerto Rican. She actually said that that was their choice because the actress that looked like Selena was a horrible actress. I do think she's a good actress, actually. And Erica, you're totally right. We went through this with Jayla. When she first came out, everyone was like, she doesn't look like Selena. Her hair doesn't look like Selena. And everyone's really stuck on the hair that Netflix, the series, has provided. And the wigs are questionable. Let's just keep it real. But if we're going to be honest, I have to go with Selena's hair in the 80s wasn't good either, you guys. So, like... It wasn't. Like, it was terrible. I do think that they were pretty much on the money with everything that they showed, including that album cover um, yeah. that they show in the series. I went back and Googled it, and it's the exact same look from the album. Like, I do think that they were really right on the money. I just think it's people, people didn't expect it. They want the movie references, and this is an entirely different take. I don't think that she's a bad actress, but I do think that she was just lackluster in the performance area. Like Selena might have not been the best dancer because JLo could dance her ass off. She was a freaking fly girl, you know. She yeah. right. has the yeah. whole hip hop element, you know. But Selena has the whole salsa Mexican kind of Latin booty right vibe. So I'm not gonna totally dismiss her dance moves, but the one thing that I'm gonna play up is her performance vibes. You gotta be an amazing freaking performer. And I feel like she wasn't. And Drew's right. She is too freaking skinny. Selena had like a wide set nose and she was like tan. Like she was tan. I mean, she looked Mexican, like like an indigenous Mexican woman with curves and all of that. So it's like the idea of what we've painted Selena to be over the years has become skinnier and whiter over time. And it's like, (laughs) and when you do that, you take away some of her essence. It's like so Zoe Saldana like, playing Nina Simone. It happens. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, she's described as exotic in the series, but the tea is also that she is an American girl from Texas. Like, she doesn't speak Spanish. So her family doesn't speak Spanish at home. So people are upset that they are whitewashing the actual language part. And I don't think it's accurate. I do think that they've done it in other aspects as far as look as far as aesthetic which is how it usually goes but as far as language as far as hair as far as some of the things that people are upset about it's really not the case you guys remember in the movie selena's best friend the one that goes to la with her and she's like oh my god i need this dress and the lady's like that dress is eight hundred dollars she plays selena's mom in the series which is just a beautiful It's a full circle moment. I love that. 
That's sweet. I love it. Yeah. I know, but I, I do feel like they made AB a little bit more studly than he actually is. Oh, like, he's for a little sure. bit more nerdy, a little bit more stocky with glasses. Yeah, but that's like the Hollywood effect. I her siblings on the show at least look like you know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm not really connecting with AB because I didn't even know that he had a baby. Like I didn't know all this because the movie doesn't reference this. So this is the good things that I'm talking about. There's lots of things that are were seen that we didn't really see before. Let's see what else. I love that they show that Abraham brought all the houses on his block because he's like, I want my family to all live together. It's very Kardashian, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, they walked so the Kardashians could run. They were like, I'm buying all the houses on my block. So I could create a compound, you know, that's what the Kardashians did. So, you know, Selena just did so many trends, so many trends. Selena, the series is available on Netflix. Overall, I give it a seven out of 10 because the stories are there. The music is there. The character evolution is there. Plus Tyler Posey's brothers in it. And he is so He's so cute. (laughs) I agree. I give it a seven as well. Erica, sounds, what do you think? Sounds good to me. Okay, people. so sevens. It'll be unanimous. <laughs> sevens all across the board. You guys want to know a little secret? Always. Normally, of course. I, normally I don't really talk about these things because you're not supposed to, but I actually auditioned several times for the Selena the Series project. Oh, Ooh. wow. Let's get into the Bravo breakdown. We have so much to discuss, you guys. First, I want to start off with some really good news and just say Jax from Vanderpump Rules has been fired and he's taken his Kentucky wife with him. Yes, Vanderpump Rules is officially over. It's fried. It's wrapped. It's over. Like, we'll see you at the rerun station, you guys. What do you think (laughs) about this? Because they're all pregnant right now. Like Stassi's pregnant, Lalo's pregnant, Sheena's pregnant, and uh, Brittany's pregnant. Sheena's pregnant. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sheena is pregnant. Listen, there's nothing I love more than white people, white peopling, and doing it while drunk. And Vanderpump Rules gave me everything I ever wanted because I can't live in that. None of us can. We can't live in that life. We're not white. So I want to know how the whites do it. And I got to know how they did it because of Vanderpump Rules. And now, now what? But they also got canceled, girls, so. I know, I know. But like, Bo didn't do anything. We shouldn't have, that's not fair. I feel like it's like when you want to hang out with your cousins and the one badass cousin gets all of you in trouble and so then your favorite cousin has to go home too. Bo was my favorite cousin. And now he has to go home. There's lots of fans that feel the same way. You know, Vanderpump Rules has a very loyal fan base. And I have been talking about them for years. I'm blocked by Jax on every single account I have. I think even my dog's account is blocked. That's funny. I'm not joking. That's when you know you are somebody if, if they take the time to block you. Yeah, but I would not just, want to hang out with them, except yeah. for Kate. I'd want to hang out with Katie. Katie and Oh my Schwartz. God, Drew, are you serious? She's the yeah. most terrible of all of no. them. No, no, I like Katie. <laughs> Katie I think Kate, I think Katie and I would get along swimmingly. Even the way she treats her husband? But she would not have the smoke with me. Like, this is the thing. White girls can white girl how they want. She's not going to talk like me, not talk to me like that. So we're good. <laughs> we're fine. You're like, do your husband however the way you want to do him. <laughs> 
maybe I should take some. Listen, I'm on a white boy journey right now, so I'm like, maybe I should take some notes because she got a cute white boy. Do you got to yell at them? Because that doesn't work with black men. So, but maybe it does with white men. I don't know. Well, I, feel I don't like the, know, but let me know what you find out, girl. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Toms are definitely going to get a spinoff. Like, I don't see them completely leaving. I do feel like the bad apples, the bad cousins, however we want to label them, they're pretty much done, obviously. It is official. Jax is fired and Brittany are not coming back. Um, yes, I named all the people that are pregnant. The whole show is pregnant, but it doesn't really I see, matter. I see Stassi and Bo getting something somewhere else. A lot of people are saying that, you know, Stassi went to, you know, she had coaching on her um, awareness, racial awareness. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she's woke enough to come back to TV. You never know. Maybe she's not that terrible anymore. I think the whole the issue i i think she could come back from it i'll leave it at that stassi tell us why because i think the issue with her and Kristen, and mind you for people who can't see me i'm a black woman but i think the issue with the faith and and all that i don't think was with racial intent i think it was ignorant and stupid and horrible and they absolutely deserve to be dragged senseless but i don't think it was like oh she's a black girl we're gonna call the cops on her you know what i mean i think sometimes intent is important to remember because like i think especially now it's so easy to throw around certain words but i think if r kelly could have a (laughs) career in the entertainment industry like for years upon years and Bill Cosby just got arrested a couple of years ago. I think, I think Stassi's going to be fine. I know. It's like they're punishing. But you know what, though? Like, Faith brought this up the week of the George Floyd murder. Yeah, that was the thing is Bravo knew th- that this situation happened the two years ago that it happened. Mm-hmm. And this was just so performative to me. And a friend of mine, because I, I swear every black girl I know, like in my friend group, loves Vanderpump Rules. I think it's like that weird guilty pleasure white people show for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, it's racist that you're punishing us <laughs> by taking away Stassi. <laughs> like, like, we get it, you know, whatever. But I feel like I'm getting racially attacked because I like watching her. And now she's not on my TV anymore. That's the norm. The Bravo fans are always divided. Erica, oh, any any thoughts on Vanderpump Rules and it being over? Like, are you with I'm Drew? I'm cool you- with it because I wasn't all the way, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I you know, some things I haven't been totally committed to. So that's one of them. Well, good for you. I mean, I feel the same way about Summer House. Like, everyone loves it. And I'm like, I am not into it. I don't watch it. I tried. And it's just Let me tell you, though, I am liking Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, It's almost everything that I thought of. I mean, a Black woman married to her grandfather. I'm loving it. I've got to tell you, I am liking it. Meredith's son, the 21-year-old. Oh, my gosh. He's like, I can't see her vajayjay again. I love him over it <laughs> i love him but i hate gays that like really are so anti-vagina i'm like it's so 10 years ago to act that way yeah i don't like that yeah. i i don't like that because i'm like literally get over it it's powerful af you came out of one like i don't particularly like balls but you don't hear me making that no- i mean and i don't actually I'm think he saw her vagina i think that's so like did he really see her vagina no, I, I don't think so either i, was I like, feel like uh. her the way that women's thighs go together, he probably saw like her thighs, not her vagina. 
and he's gay. He doesn't know what a vagina looks like. He's like, he probably saw her kneecap and was like, oh my God, I just saw her pussy. Don't get me wrong. I would rather sleep with his father all day long. Okay, that his father res- is so respectfully, hard. respectfully, I can get behind that. Jin's son, the football player. Oh, ooh, he's fine too. Could mm-hmm. get could get around that. And I like the, the more- one the one girl who likes to be on the stripper pole all the time, who had the twenty five. That's the one that was married to someone else when she met her husband who was right. married to someone else. Exactly. She's a freak. She's yes. a freak. And she was like 18 when she got married to him anyway. So I was like, oh my gosh. I and like then her, her. I, I like her too. because she kind of talks about how her family is like all in that Mormon ancestry and all this stuff. So you're kind of seeing some of the kind of the behind the scenes, you know, I, it's making me think of my favorite old show, Big Love. I mean, I think I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I really haven't been watching Real Housewives of Orange County. It's just boring to me. It's dull. They're reaching the corona COVID phase. Like Elizabeth is talking about how she doesn't have sex with her boyfriend, but she clearly does. It's just weird. It's weird. Bronwyn is an alcoholic, which I get, you know, because she's riding the alcoholic kind of wave really hard. But now she's a lesbian and she has a girlfriend. She's came out officially like she got glad involved and everything and she's came out and we're really happy like i've met bronwyn i i'm i've hung out with her and her family and i really do think that she is progressive and great and i do think that she's a lesbian like the way she talks about women like yeah good for you i just for some reason for me it feels like clout like it's very there, it's very Tamara 2.0 to me. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. It's too many things for me to feel the authenticity, perhaps. But she's still married to her husband, and they have seven kids. Goals, kind of. Um, but also, <laughs> I just kind of feel like in their show that now it's like they're grasping at straws to make storylines. Right, that's I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, I was like, and, not that I don't believe her, but... <laughs> I know, because yeah. I don't want to feel like a jerk for you know, questioning someone's authenticity when they're like, if, what if someone was like, dude, like, I'm really trying to like come out and like be proud and like, yeah, maybe I did have a drinking issue. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Making this whole storyline about you being gay makes it seem like being gay is something newsworthy when I think it should just be treated as something that's normal. Honestly, with the whole Tamara, Vicky, Nini, I mean, so many housewives either choosing to leave or being cut. I do feel like people are getting desperate to some extent to kind of make, instead of just sort of being real, trying to make things more than what they are. So, so many, you know, even this season, I'm watching her episodes and she's kind of getting into it with Shannon. And I don't know, like, I she seems a little over the top. That's just my conclusion for Real Housewives of Orange County. I just don't get it. Like, I don't know where to go from here. I don't, I don't know. I don't like the new girl that much. She's, she's very bland. She reminds me of that chick. What was the one who was like, or is she the same girl who was like, I spent $25,000 on these sunglasses. Like, I forgot <laughs> what season it was. But she was like just someone's friend or something. And every so often she would pop in and she had a lot of money. And Dana from like, Beverly Hills. Yeah, right. That's all you would ever talk about. Let's move on to Real Housewives of Potomac. You know, it's Christmas time in Potomac. The finale's here. Karen's going to HSN. You know, Juan and Robin are getting 
engaged, but not before they go to the freaking therapist and have it all out and lay it all on the table. You know, Juan admitted to not just cheating physically, but cheating emotionally, cheating with some really intimate details about affection and like, it was, it was very, what do you guys think about this? I found out he was a Libra and I was like, oh, (laughs) makes all the sense in the world. (laughs) Here we go. Done. Case closed. Don't even have to worry about it. I I am really happy for him and Robin because I do think like, I do believe in like right person, wrong time. Monogamy doesn't work for everybody. And I honestly think, I don't know if they gave him more money or something, but this is like the realest I think I've seen him ever, really. And and I'm happy for them. It's nice to kind of see them together. And to me, finally, it kind of gives Robin, I hate to say it, a storyline that sort of makes sense. To see Juan finally open up. Because remember, there was one time where he was saying little slick stuff under the camera every so often he would say something and they'd have to type it at the bottom because you couldn't catch it (laughs) it was nice to hear him finally say like this is what i did this is what the problem was i agree i feel like he needed to lower the walls in order for this engagement to really feel fulfilled exactly exactly and you know who was also bringing the facts all all episode and was making me laugh even though he's nominated for most terrible Michael Darby. What? Oh okay. my gosh. Michael Darby. Truth. He, what he drank in the Uber over there, but he was like, I'm lighting these MFs up. Was he speaking truth out. though? Because yes. he swore, he swore, he swore that Chris put hands on him, like hit him. And Chris, as we all saw. Weak ass push. Like, <laughs> yeah. Was, a push is a push boo. If, if Monique no. gets so can you, Chris. Yeah, that's no. true. That's true. No, I was going to say he's he's bringing the facts with all the little side comments that he made all night long, even before the party. Like yes. when he was like, oh, Candace gets to play a victim. Another thing, like good for her. Like He's like, oh, you're going to let her sing? That's so nice of you. I was like, <laughs> thank you. I'm just oh, yeah. like all episode long. He was making me laugh. I'm sorry. I know. He's I just terrible. I hate him so much that like even when he's right, I ignore it because I just like, I hate him so much. When Robin, like the, the whole Robin and Juan engagement thing, no one was more pressed about that than Michael Darby. Michael Darby made it seem like Juan had promised that they were gonna run off into the sunset together. Juan so. wasn't even engaged five minutes and Michael Darby was like, we're going to Vegas together. I'm whisking you off. I'm just like, yeah, oh, he, was like he was like Vegas, just me and you boo. <laughs> Yeah, he did this really weird laugh and it really, like, it actually made me dry up like the Sahara Desert because I was so uncomfortable with it. He switched from Corona to liquor and that's when it all went to sicker, honey. Like, it got really bad. I can relate to that. (laughs) Ashley came in looking like Ariana Grande and Wendy was like a cheerleader that just got picked for the squad. I'm like, if you don't calm down, I mean, I think they were just screaming in utter disbelief that it was actually happening. They were exactly, like, oh my exactly, God. because everybody was as shocked as Michael Darby, and we all know it. So oh my God. <laughs> Michael Darby was shocked, hurt, betrayed, broken <laughs> up with. Like, at, no matter what kind of position you put Ashley, it's just, it doesn't feel like one. My first nomination goes to freaking Candace. For her yeah. Go-Go B performance, you should have freaking done the sound check, girl. You're performing on TV. You know these Bravo people are waiting 
to edit it a certain way, to make you look a certain way, I would make sure my shit is Erica Jane proof. Like I have dancers, I have a gay man running the show as a creative director. Like I'm taking my TV performance seriously. I know Michael Darby wanted to dance in the back because he was calling her demise (laughs) from the beginning. (laughs) She sure was. You know how they used to always get at Peter on Atlanta and they'd be like, you need to get out of women's business. Like Michael Darby is the white Peter and I'll die on that hill. <laughs> but but you know what though? But I worse. Mean, true, however, I mean it's two things. One thing is they have been riding him since the very first day he patted somebody's butt on that ship from the very first season and on him and on him. So I feel like he's gonna hold that grudge forever. So I don't Seriously. he talks a big game for someone who keeps getting caught doing things he's not supposed to on camera. Oh my God. He gets caught all the time. He gets caught all the time. And Ashley's like, oh no, it's horrible. Another storyline. So she was like <laughs> she she was like, oh, because you know everyone's homophobic. And I'm like, normally I would agree with you that everyone on these shows are homophobic but in this case your husband's grabbing people's asses without their permission no he is he is trisexual let's just face it like he will put it in any hole he'll try anything and there's nothing wrong with it but they need to just come out with it that's why you don't marry the guy that you're having the freaky sex with this is what happens when you marry the guy that you're having the freaky sex with he's gonna freaking cheat on you with all sorts of people and hotel rooms and And if you already are doing threesomes anyway he's like well you were busy so i just went ahead and went without you (laughs) you know what he is michael darby is a john that's what he is he is a john and honey i am from vegas and i know a john when i see one and he (laughs) is that kind of guy that's gonna pay you all that money for the hotel room antics baby let's talk about the fight because it was barely a fight chris with that weak ass push i i chris if, if chris wanted to hit him he could have and michael right. would have totally accepted it because then they would have had something on them and then michael darby because he was drunk off that liquor oh baby he was off the handle talking about calling <laughs> lawyers and everything my whole thing is if Candace is willing to take Monique to jail and she, I mean, she was literally screaming about the whole Monique thing when Michael went over there and was like, you need to control your girl, which I think he was right. Like to me, I feel like she blew the situation with Monique out of proportion. And so Michael was just like, well, if y'all can sue, we can sue. We all suing up in here. So (laughs) that's what I, that's kind of how I took it because they are, like you said, to me, Candace has been playing the victim. not saying that she wasn't, hit or whatever but to some extent both she we know she provokes people they both kind of got into it and so now chris is a hothead but that's okay but you know but monique should be under a jail like it just seems like somewhat of a double standard i disagree with that chris was minding his bald ass business at the bar and Michael, who shouldn't have even been in women's business in the first place, ran up on Chris. Like, if I'm sitting there drinking mind my business and some drunko runs up on me and tells me basically to control my woman, like, my man, like <laughs> my man better respond the way Chris did. Like, yo, mind your business. Like, shut the hell up. Monique, her laugh at the end of this episode, like, girl has not let it go. Like, she is holding on to that card, that superior 
condescending laugh. And I'm just like, Monique, this is why we're in trouble. This is why you're in trouble right now. Like, I feel like you should just lower the walls, but she's, she's taking it all the way to the reunion, clearly. I just think it's big weirdo energy that Michael and Ashley, who are not even a part of the fight, have so much to say, especially Ashley, because you weren't even in the room when it happened. They just have so much to say, so much input. And I just think it's corny as hell that you are riding off the back of the Monique and Candace beef. If Candace would have done all that shit to you, you would take the window. You would take the window of opportunity to say, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. She did the exact same thing to me. She's a little provoker. She runs that mouth. But, a- just but like Ashley's a provoker. But Ashley's just as bad as Candace. Our, Ashley our- is a provoker too. But I- that's true. But Candace pulled a knife on Ashley at her house. Exactly. I feel like Candace just that's takes a it to knife. a whole nother level. It doesn't <laughs> matter if we're playing tit for tat. If Monique would have done that, she would have been in prison right now. I mean, well, to me, my told- whole thing is like, okay, I get it. It's this is wrong. The fighting is wrong, or whatever. I get it. You know, shoot. Meanie choked him. The stuff is wrong. But once you get to the point where, where the like, oh, okay, Erica? I'm gonna press. Where Sorry? the footage at, Erica? Where the footage at, Erica? <laughs> okay. Well, what about Sheree and the wig? Whatever. All I think is <laughs> that it's horrible or whatever. It's not quite love and hip hop bad, but it's bad. But once you get to the point where it's like, oh, it's so bad, I had to press charges. Now you're acting and dramatizing. Okay, drop the act. You're not a martyr. Like, relax. Right, and that's the problem I have with it more than anything, I think, for me anyway. Uh, See, I have the issue with Monique having zero accountability for anything. She she's this self-proclaimed businesswoman. Don't you think you would have at least just, you know, dotted your I's and crossed your T's and just, you know, freaking said you were sorry even if you weren't? Like say you take it back on on the reunion, but she didn't film with anyone this entire season, put herself in a bad position because she was so hard-headed that she wouldn't say sorry or own accountability. Like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have hit her. Because like, how are you not going to be in the finale? Like, you need to apologize to somebody. But at the end of the day, she's not remorseful. So I'm kind of like, okay, don't be fake though. At least bring the real. So if you don't feel bad, don't play like you feel bad. It's the thing with Nene. It's like, I didn't like watching Nene because she pushed herself in such a far corner. Monique's doing that. I don't want to watch a whole nother season of that. You know, like Lisa Vanderpump or Phaedra, there does get to a point where if you're too much of a villain villain and people don't film with you, then you're off the show because nobody's going to film with you. Like you got to have an ally or something. I think we are going to get most of the answers at the reunion. And one thing that was never, that never kind of came up in the episodes is that the reason why she was so mad was because of the thing with Sharice and the rumors of her affair. Chris's reaction to all these rumors about her and her personal trainer. Like that would have been an interesting story. All right, well, let's move on to Real Housewives of Atlanta. You guys, this was crazy to me. We open with steakhouses and stripper hookups. What a great (laughs) first episode. Overall thoughts, what did you guys think? I love the whole safety part of it. I love Marlo with the freaking face shield. Kenya's Nubian look. I I really enjoyed the first episode. What did you guys think? It was a great episode to start off. There's only one issue I had, and this is just like me being me. I didn't like that they put the clip of George Floyd's actual video in there, just because I think that was such a, I hate this word, but it really was such a triggering video that went around. And I think like when your audience is black, like dominantly black people, it it was kind of upsetting. It kind of like threw me off guard for a second. 
I agree, actually. They could have used yeah. the photo of him like they did with Brianna. They could have used a news clip. I just felt like an actual video clip where he's about to die was just like without any type of warning was so inappropriate. Um, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I yeah, I miss Mimi. I'm not gonna lie, but it's interesting or whatever that everybody is gaining weight. So Cynthia gained twenty. I think <laughs> Kenya gained thirty. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. And you can really see it on Kenya too. I was like, look at Kenya's little chunky face. So I was like, all right, you know, we all are going through it with COVID. So that kind of made it a little bit made them more relatable did riley get a nose job i mean it's 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 a very apparent difference i just couldn't figure out if it was her nose that was different or something with her mouth her face does look different and it's not uncommon bravo kids are touching themselves up look at brielle look at ariana yeah this makes me sad she's only 17. uh it's nice to see porsche's journey i honestly think she is the new queen of atlanta Agreed. Maybe I did miss Nini like a tiny bit, but whatever. The show goes on. I can't believe we're dealing with this Kenya and Mark thing still. Oh, God. There's a part of me that wants to be empathetic towards Kenya, but it's very hard when we spent literally almost 13 seasons of her dragging everyone else's marriages. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I agree. It just never worked out for Kenya. And that makes me sad, but it's just, it is what it is. It's not a good situation. Yeah, especially like if you marry somebody and they still don't let you talk to their parents or whatever. It's like, wait, what? That's just so weird. (laughs) Yeah, like it's so many things where it's like, I'm still just like, okay, he's three steps away from that season where he was in the phone the whole time. Like what? So I don't know. Um, I kind of like with Candy, like get over and move on. We'll see if this new girl brings the flavor. Hopefully she brings that sort of like party nini element. Cause right now it's nice to see the ladies and catch up. And, you know, we've all been through a lot this year. Right. So in that aspect, we were just like, Oh, it's nice to see like what they were going through. And like, you know, we saw what Portia went through. So it's just like nice to see the ladies, but as far as entertainment, as far as the show, like, I'm a little bit worried. I really hope they bring it. And, um, you know, we need that kind of slot that Nini kind of filled, even though she is the way she is. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of things tonight. We went really down the list. We we talked about the bad wigs in Selena, you know. <laughs> we, we even talked about Selena's bad hair, you know. There's, there's lots of reference here. My vote, I'm sticking with my original um, person, Michael Darby. I would definitely this season between his hookers and the last episode where he's just going to read everybody. Um, Yeah, he's he's the most terrible, although very entertaining. So (laughs) I know tonight he was like, Grey Goose got the girl feeling loose. If we're keeping it, if we're keeping it Bravo, then I agree with Erica. Michael was the absolute most terrible. I'm gonna vote Kelly Dodd most terrible because she went on Watch What Happens Live to defend her actions, all her insensitive comments about COVID, all the crappy things that she said, and instead she went on there and it was very rehearsed, and no one was buying it. So whatever you were selling, girl, none of us were buying it. I actually think you made it worse. Uh, even Andy was looking at you through the Zoom like, 
I really just don't know what to do with you anymore. Like he just straight up looked at her at one point and was like, dude, you just need to just think before you post. You're as bad as Donald Trump and that's bad. So my most terrible goes to mm-hmm. Kelly Dodd for her Watch What Happens Live appearance. Erica's voting for <laughs> Michael Darby. Uh, Drew is a green and adding on to that most terrible for Michael Darby. Yes. And you know what? Yes. Honorable mention at Jax Taylor for being most terrible. Oh, yeah. We're finally justified. <laughs> You're finally gone. We don't have to see you. You're terrible. Sorry about it. Sorry to all yeah, the loyal yeah, yeah. Vanderpump Rules fans. You know what? You guys got Drew tonight, and she gave your show a lot of love. She even said she loved Katie, who was the most terrible of the entire no, show. No, I love Katie. <laughs> Leave Katie alone. Oh, my God, so gals. funny, you guys. Um, I want to thank my girls, my family. You know, if you guys have been following me, you guys know Drew. You guys know Erica. You know, we all have been doing this together for a really long time. So tonight, it's been really special to bring us back together. So girls, where can we find you? What do you want to promote? Drew? You guys can follow me on all the things at OKDrewJ. Pay close attention to my social media because uh, I've been producing a bunch of really big shows that are about to come out for Bravo and VH1. So... Oh, here we go. A Bravo producer. Is that on the resume now? It is. It is. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Good for you, Boo Boo. Congrats. Uh, Erica, congrats. You what's can going follow on with me you? on all of my social media at Erica, E R I K A D as in Dora Edwards. Um, and yeah, just watch my social media. I'm sure I'll pop up with something. However, if you do need your taxes done, then DM me. So. <laughs> amazing because tax season is going to come up exactly and you you know you know trump screwed us all up this year like something's going to be going down so erica i'm going to be calling i want to thank everyone who supports the show you know i was having a conversation with one of my fans and she didn't know you can contribute to the podcast and she didn't know when i said contribute she means pay a little something towards the podcast a month. You could do 99 cents. You could do $2.99, $3.99, $4.99, $9.99. It's just a little something to contribute towards the podcast to keep it in good quality. So if you want to do that, go to the Instagram link in my bio. You're on Instagram all the time. Just go to my profile and click the link in my bio. But if you can go to Starbucks, <laughs> you can give a bitch a dollar. You can give a bitch a dollar. I want to thank my guest, Drew Jones. I want to thank Erica Edwards for bringing the party people. Please, please go and leave me a five-star review on Apple. Uh, I really want to just get past 100. I mean, I want to go over 100. I have like 92 or something. So like, tell your friends if they have Apple to leave a five-star review and just write something down, right? Leanne is terrible. And delicious, and I love them, or something. Okay, I love you, girls. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, terrible people. Love you, people. Bye. Ciao for now, folks.